When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another title for the Warriors, another reminder that that dynasty is very much alive and well in a league and in a sport that is geared up and engineered and designed to prevent exactly what the Warriors are doing. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. If you want to get in on the conversation today, the Warriors title Conversation, the coronation conversation. It's 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. We're asking the questions. Was this the Warriors' most impressive title? How far does Steph Curry jump in the all-time NBA player rankings? And Chris in Vegas, we know you're holding. We know you're not happy. Not just about not holding, but that you're not calling in to heap compliments on us. So I promise we are not ducking you. We do have other guests to get to. If you can hang on, man, we will get to you, okay? Well, let's get to Tim Kawakami here as Mike Wells and Randy Scott are in for the guys on ESPN Radio. Tim Kawakami of the Athletic Bay Area is joining us. And, Tim, you know, it's a city that is not unfamiliar to winning titles, to winning basketball this time of year. This one feels different. Maybe it's the gap between the others uh, maybe it's the advanced age of some of these guys, but what has the reaction been like there in the Bay Area? Yeah, I think it's general satisfaction. You know, like this is this justifies something, solidifies something. It's hard to quantify right now. Uh, I, I don't think Steph Curry needed to say he's an all-time great. I've been been on the record about that, but I think seeing him do it at age 34 after they spent two years out of the playoffs, after they waited two years to play it, you know, come back from two massive leg injuries. Uh, there is a kind of a connected circle there, I guess. You know, like they first win in 2015, kind of young and out of nowhere, and they're changing the game, and look at all these guys. Uh, then they sign Durant, and it's like, of course they're going to win, right? They're going to win too much. It's, they're the best team ever, and they might have been for those two championships. This one is more like kind of, wow, like look, look at them sustain it. Look at them endure. Uh, and, and I think overall it's just kind of, you know, recognize the greatness the sustained greatness of Steph Curry I think that's the general kind of consensus here this is a Joe Montana figure and and there aren't many people who compare to Joe Montana in the Bay Area or anywhere uh Jerry Rice figure those are the two uh that are mentioned most often the Bay Area I think Steph Curry is right there alongside those two Hey, Tim, when the playoff when the playoff started, uh, you know everybody was talking about you know Phoenix being on a mission to get back to the t- to the finals after losing to Milwaukee last season. Um, who knows how things would have gone in that series had John Morant not got injured? When the playoff started, how did you have envisions thinking this team could make a run for a title, or did you think yeah, okay yeah. there were just too many obstacles for them? I thought Phoenix was going to be a big obstacle. They obviously didn't play them, but that's not their fault. Phoenix fell apart in Game Seven against Dallas. I just, this is what my colleague Marcus Thompson and I always say, like wherever seed they are, wherever they go, if they're in the tournament, you don't bet against Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green. If they're healthy and they're, you know, who's going to beat, someone really has to play great to beat them. They don't roll over. This is what I keep, why I cite, they won 27, a road game in 27 consecutive playoff series, all the entire career of Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and Clay Thompson. They don't get blown out in series. Like, they make you play games. Now, they've lost 
two series, you know, one to Toronto in six games, and they all got hurt, and one to Cleveland when they lost in seven to Draymond, and we all know what happened in 2016, and Draymond was, you know, suspended for a game. They make you play, and if you can't handle that over a long series, they're going to win. And that's what happened in this series. What's happened in the Memphis series two, in round two. It's what happened in, in various other series. You get to the, you got to knock them out hard, and you can't just punch them once and knock them out. You got to punch them and punch them and punch them again. And sometimes you get tired. I think the Celtics just got tired. You know, you, you measure the rosters, and maybe the Celtics were a little more talented. They certainly were younger. Uh, they had a lot of momentum, but they hit the Warriors several times. The Warriors didn't go down, and the Warriors hit them in the fourth game four. You know, second half. And the Celtics never recovered from that. Uh, it's just they're just so tough to eliminate when Curry, Clay, and Draymond. And now they've got Wiggins and they've got Kevon Looney. They can keep adding these pieces, kind of like the Showtime Lakers did. Mm-hmm. Uh, just add these key pieces. This thing this thing goes on because teams have. It takes so much to beat this Warriors team. So I wasn't sure they're going to win a championship. It kind of broke their way when Phoenix went out because they would not have had home court against, advantage against Phoenix, but. I also thought it's tough to see the team that's going to beat them. Like, it's just tough to see the matchup that's going to beat them in any seven-game series because it's re- they make it tough. They make it tough on everybody. And, and they don't beat themselves, as we're talking with Tim Kawakami at the Athletic Bay Area. You're not going to get the turnover numbers that we saw from an inexperienced Boston team. You're not going to get the deer-in-the-headlights look. You're not going to get the cold stretches, quite frankly, that Boston – was certainly prone to, susceptible to uh, in this series, Tim. And I can sort of take this one of two ways, and I feel like they're both important questions. So uh, let's get to the whole, like, Lakers aspect of the showtime element of reloading, of restocking, of keeping this thing moving. I would rather be in the Warriors position, despite the advanced age of some of the key stars, than I would the Celtics position right now with their young talent. I like the core that the Dubs have, and I feel like the ancillary pieces are, are better around them. I'm curious your confidence level in the Warriors being able to run it back and how long this dynasty will last. It really depends on the three lottery pick, recent lottery picks they got who did not play a significant minute in the finals. I, I think I do think they're going to need to find ways to kind of cut down the minutes for Draymond, Clay, and Steph. They can't play them 40 minutes a game in the playoffs. Although they started backing off that a little bit with Draymond, it, certainly in this series, which was tough. They got James Wise, the number two overall pick a couple years ago. They got John Kaminga, seven this year, and they got Moses Moody, I think it was 14 this year. Like, these are very talented players. Like, they are going to count. This is the whole two timeline thing. I don't know if the national audience is quite aware of this, but that was a big deal in the Bay Area. They, they're going two timelines here. They were going to try to win as fast, as much as possible with the core three, Steph Draymond and, and Clay. And then they were also building this other team for like two years down the road. Uh, which is tough to do and, and still succeed at it. And they won a championship doing this. And they have these three lottery picks. Wiggins is 26. He's young. Looney is 20, like uh, the, the world's oldest 26-year-old. Or, the, you know, it's unbelievable he's 26, by the way. But he's a free agent. I would imagine they're going to, they're going to do everything they can to resign him. Mm-hmm. They've, they've got a chance to be really, really good for a while. But I do think mo- a lot of it's going to depend on, on these lottery picks. Just haven't seen enough of them but they're extremely talented. I think they're going to try to play different when these guys are ready. They're going to try to be more athletic. They're going to try to run up and down. Like right now, these, the, the 30-somethings, they play a really tough, tough-minded kind of basketball. It's not – it's an open offense, but it's certainly not an athletic offense. I think they're going to try to get more athletic. They're going to change a little bit. 
So it might, you know, it might erode some of the greatness of what this group is. But again, at 34, 32, and 32 with all these playoff games like that, they're going to slow down at some point. Maybe not number 30. He might not slow down for a while. The other guys, like, we'll see. Uh, but the other point is I think Clay Thompson is going to be better next year than he was this season. You know, he was rounding into shape by the playoffs. The shot came and went. That's what happens with shooters. But the defense, the legs were there at the end. I mean, he was playing as many minutes as anybody except for Wiggins, and his legs were there. He was playing very well at the end defensively. I think that's only going to get better. I think the shot's going to be better. So I, I think they're going to be better, like, in the regular season than mm-hmm. they were this regular season. We'll see with the playoffs. And, again, I keep going back to if they get to the playoffs, very, very tough to eliminate Steph, Draymond, and Clay. And then we'll see what Kaminga, Wiseman, and Moody, Moody can add. I do think they have to play next season. They, they're going to try to get some minutes out of them, and the longevity of this is based on those three. The amazing thing, though, is they knew that. They banked on it, and they still won the championship this season. It, it is an incredible gambit they played, uh, and it paid off. All right. Hey, Tim, we appreciate the time. Thank you so much for the insight. I know you've been there for so many of these so far. It sounds, it sounds like you might be there for another one in the very near future. Tim Kawakami of the Athletic Bay Area, thanks again for joining us. You got it. All right, listen, we're going to get to your calls. Okay, your calls next. How high Steph has jumped in the all-time player rankings. Why the right take is that maybe he knocked out one of the game's best, one of the game's favorites, one of the game's most rabid fan bases out of the top ten. We'll see. Mike Wells is probably going to help supply the daggers to stab his co-host. <laughs> it's Candy and Carl at ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yeah, he tore everything, did Clay Thompson. Man, that's that's part of, and I know we had that 
conversation on this show, Mike Wells. I, I was talking about it with you. I was talking about it with Courtney Cronin, just how likable these Warriors were relative to previous and, and quite frankly, the most recent Golden State Warrior NBA Finals teams. These Warriors, I think thanks to the su- subtraction of Kevin Durant and the addition of Clay Thompson and a healthy Clay and his comeback story made this team a likable team, which is crazy considering how successful they've been. It's like rooting for, you know, make, making the Yankees a feel good story in the, in the late nineties and the, in the two thousands, but the Warriors are once again, champions. Uh, it's Canty and Carlin on ESPN radio and the ESPN app and Sirius XM channel 80. He's Mike Wells in Indianapolis. I'm Randy Scott here uh, in Bristol, Connecticut at Randy Scott ESPN on Twitter at Mike Wells NFL on Twitter. And a reminder for more reaction to the Warriors fourth, title in the last eight seasons you can listen to kjm weekdays 6 to 10 a.m eastern on espn radio and espn2 uh, we're taking your calls on the cc call in line 888-729-3776 that's 888-SAY-ESPN how high does Steph jump in the all-time player rankings where does this title rank for the golden state warriors is this the most impressive for this current dynasty holding patiently angrily motivatedly is Chris in Las Vegas. Chris, we appreciate it, man. The floor is yours. What's up, man? Thanks for taking my call. And I'm not angry. Like, <laughs> all right, so Steph, he may finish top 10. I have no problem with that, you know? But what I'm saying is who gets taken out. And in my opinion, it's Bill Russell and Will Chamberlain first. And not assuming that they aren't great. It's just back in the 50s through the 60s, there's only eight teams in the NBA, you know? So, there's only probably two or three seven-footers. So they're dominating directly. You know, they're playing against OBGYNs. You know? So no disrespect to them. They're great, but they have to go first. There's... But I have a problem with you guys saying Kobe Bryant should come out. Because why? We're talking about a 12-time all-NBA defensive player. He defended the perimeter nine of those times. He's first team. I would 11 say. 11-time oh, first team all-NBA. Yeah, sorry, you cut out there for a second. I, let's, I so Chris, hang on for a second. I Kobe is a better two way player than Steph Curry for sure. Where I will entertain this, where I will. Oh, I'm not well, even contending Steph Curry because what I'm saying we have to make room for Steph Curry. One day we're going to talk about yeah. Giannis being top ten too. So there has to be room for people to come up. But what I'm saying is Kobe yeah. isn't even ten. I believe Kobe is like top five. When you make your when you make your lists, I am curious because it is such a personal thing. And Mike, I'm, I'm going to ask you, Mike Wells, the same question, but like. What impact, like, what weight do you give to the impact that a player has on the game of basketball and how it changes? Because to me, that's where Steph has a greater impact than Kobe does. Kobe has a generational, like, don't like, come on now, the Kobe Hive is is out there and it's for good reason. But Steph changed the way the game is played. Like, Steph, this idea, and I'm not even saying it's for the better. I'm not even saying it's for the better because you go to some of these AAU tournaments and you see kids pulling up from 35 feet, and it's because. Of the Steph success Curry. that Steph has had now, I but I don't know that we've seen that impact from Kobe because Kobe's moves were Jordan's moves. You know what I mean? The the ooh, the, the fall away ooh. baseline, the up and unders. I, I feel like, like a lot of hatred. It's coming not from hatred. You, it's just Kobe. It's not hatred. I'm trying to compare the impact that they had on the way the game is played. I feel like Kobe fit into the construct of the game, and I don't know. And I feel like Steph sort of broke the mold and changed the way. He and the Warriors, the way basketball was played. I'm still kind of wondering, did I hear Chris correctly when he was talking about 50s and 60s playing basketball? But I'm not going to – No, gonna... you heard OBGYN. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, you heard that. I heard it too. Yep. Yeah, I was like, well, okay, maybe I'm going to need somebody to clarify what that means. It's a compliment instead of, you know, talking about these guys were 
you know, cigar salesman <laughs> or plumbers and firemen, as I believe what JJ uh, Reddick said. JJ Reddick, JJ's his own. He's his own man. He's his yes. own man. Um, the th- the thing about Kobe, and that's the thing. Uh, I looked at Kobe as a legit two way player. Like he wanted to guard the opposition's best player. He wanted to go toe to toe against LeBron James, against Paul Pierce, against the other team's premier scorer. I feel like the Golden State Warriors, at times, they try to hide Steph Curry on the defensive end of the court. They don't put him on, you know, a quick point guard or whatever. They they put they'll put a Clay Thompson on him because he has length on there. So from an offensive standpoint, I'm going to give you this, Randy. It's going to be the first time it's taken, you know, nearly 90 minutes for me to go ahead and give you a compliment, Randy, about something. <laughs> but I I do agree, Steph definitely changed how the the game was played. Yeah, and. You know, for the good when it comes to the NBA, for you know every kid wants to sit there and come across half court and shoot threes, and I hate watching it on the AAU circuit or even at, in school ball. I can't stand watching it, but Steph's able to do it, and yeah, that has helped transform the game because we see the game changes every few years on how it's being played, and the way Steph did it is definitely something that people st- still do from several years ago. But I just can't, I can't go against Kobe because of what he did on both ends of the basketball court. He was an all NBA player and an all defensive player. I'll hear it. I will I will I will hear I will hear that discussion. Let's get to Tony in Cali. Tony has a way of perhaps solving this top 10 debate. What's up Tony? Hey, how you doing guys? Hey, look, the, the simplicity of it is this. If you take Curry and you put him, let's say put him with Shaq, you put him in the same situation. You put him with Shaq, do they beat David Robinson and Tim Duncan. Do they beat Sacramento? Um, if you put, uh, if you take Steph and you put him with Paul Gasol, do they beat Garnett and 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 the, and the Celtics? If you take Kobe and you put him on Golden State, they probably have seven, eight championships. So it, it, when you talk about top ten, what we're talking about is the player themselves. You can't say. Well, the player that changed the game, because if we're going by that, Jordan didn't really change the game. He made the game more popular. Um, Kareem, they changed the game for Kareem. They changed the game for Will. They didn't change the game for Jordan. They didn't. And Steph, while people want to shoot like him, there are very few people that are even in that category. So for him to change the game, the only thing he did is he, he helped the game because he made people say, okay, look, to play the game, I have to be able to shoot. What? Okay, Tony, thank you. To be able to – hold on. Did I hear that right where it's like <laughs> Steph didn't change the game because he changed the way the game was played. Like, it was almost like you were supporting the argument for Steph. I, 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 I Don't tell me that Michael Jordan didn't change the game. That I almost stopped listening at that point. I, I, that, that either shows age or it shows that you weren't paying attention in the 90s or the 80s, quite frankly, when that game was being played, that they didn't play the game differently. They called the game differently. The Jordan rules were in full effect. We got more on this. We're up against it. We got much more on the reaction of the Warriors' fourth title. or reminder, Canteen Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. What do your home and auto have in common? They're yours, and Progressive protects them both. Bundle today at Progressive.com. How long is this Warriors dynasty going to last? Where is Steph? Why is he in the top 10? Who does he kick out? Is it Bill Russell? Or is it Kobe Bryant? I mean, we're throwing around legends of the game with the legend Mike Wells, Randy Scott, Canteen Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app.
Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Mike Wells, Randy Scott, in for the guys. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Calls are coming in, man. You take a couple <laughs> make a couple suggestions that maybe, maybe Kobe Bryant falls out of the top ten after what Steph Curry did. And lo, lo, lo and behold, lo and behold, you get a few get a few phone calls. Mike Wells didn't suggest it. He did encourage it, though. I'm Randy Scott. He's Mike Wells. At Mike Wells Come NFL. Get him, fellas. Come him. get him. At Randy Scott ESPN for me. We had Tim Kawakami of the uh, Athletic Bay Area on uh, earlier today. We asked him about this Warriors dynasty. Uh, maybe this is a second chapter of the dynasty. And we said, hey, Tim, uh, how long could this title run continue? Is there another title run coming? Here's what he had to say. They're going two timelines here. They were going to try to win as fast, as much as possible with the core three. Steph Draymond and and Clay, and then they were also building this other team for like two years down the road, uh, which is tough to do and, and still succeed at it. And they won a championship doing this, and they have these three lottery picks. Wiggins is twenty six; he's young. Looney is 20, like uh, the, the world's oldest twenty six year old, or the, you know, it's unbelievable he's twenty six by the way. But he's a free agent. I would imagine they're going they're going to do everything they can to resign him. Mm-hmm. They've they've got a chance to be really really good for a while, but I do think mo- a lot of it's going to depend on on these lottery picks. He's not wrong. The lottery, you know, there is talent. Again, it is a champion's problem here, and it's something that's unique to them, Mike, because they are a, a dynasty that had such a, a valley in their peak and valley run in between NBA Finals runs. Like you lose Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson gets hurt. Listen, you take that level of talent away from any NBA franchise. And they're probably not going to make the postseason. You know what I mean? They got as far as the play-in game, but they also had a 15-win season. They had the worst record in basketball during that two-year gap. So they were able to accumulate this lottery talent. You had Jonathan Kaminga. You had James Wiseman. So there is size to incorporate into this because it has been such guard play. All due respect to Gavon Looney, it has been such guard play. It'll be really interesting to see how these pieces can come together to try to keep this thing going, followed on the continued momentum of a guy in his development like Jordan Poole. Yeah, um, you know, they, they have the pieces to continue to make a run, continue to keep rolling with it. And I'm I'm saying that as you look at a Golden State roster where Steph Curry, the best player in this, you know, in the, in this series for Golden State's 34 years old. You have Draymond Green at 32. Klay Thompson is 32 years old. So they're not getting any younger. And you're going to need those young players to come in and step up and do that. With that said, though, Randy, we can't forget about the rest of the Western Conference, though. 
there's going to be a lot of talent coming back. Yes, Chris Paul is going to be a year older, a year closer to retirement, but they still have, you know, Devin Booker out there. What's going to happen with Memphis when, you know, John Moran gets healthy again? There's so many, you know, uh, Denver is another team that is on, on position to come back with a healthy roster. We saw what Luka was able to do basically by himself in his playoffs with the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, what happens if Zion Williamson comes in and joins, you know, Brandon Ingram and company with the Pelicans? And, and Zion is more worried about basketball than eating beignets and, 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 his, and staying healthy down there. Who, you know, LeBron James and Anthony Davis with Darvin Ham as the head coach. It's going, Golden State will be in position to compete. But, man, the Western Conference is so deep. It's going to be a 12-round, you know, slug it out, mm-hmm. you know, fest as long as everybody stays healthy on all those teams, those competitive teams in the conference. Well, that's that's my thing, too, of, of why I'd rather be – I'd rather be Golden State than Boston right now because I think the road in the West is, is going to be easier. It's not easy, but easier. Does that make sense? You know what I mean? Than, than the Eastern Conference. Like, I frankly, with the way the Celtics wilted, in this series, I don't know that they get past Giannis and company if Chris Middleton's healthy. You know, Giannis, Giannis dragged that team to Game 7 in that in that mm-hmm. series. Um, had a chance to close it out in Milwaukee, and Jason Tatum just had a transcendent performance. But, man, I, you can't be 24. You can't be 24 and be having tired legs. You know, we've <laughs> talked, like, that, maybe he's not right. Maybe the shoulder. Remember, he, he did have a, a shoulder issue earlier in, in this postseason, and maybe the shoulder was really bugging him. But you say that, and you look at how productive Gary Payton II was last night. This man had a fractured elbow in May. He had a fractured elbow in these playoffs, game two against Memphis, and he's out there getting buckets in a title-clinching game, Mike. Yeah, no, he, he – and that's the thing. I mean, first of all, Gary Payton Jr., the road to get to the NBA was very challenging for him. And you knew he was going to do whatever it takes to be on the basketball court. But not, yeah, I mean, not only uh, Payton Jr., but Jordan Poole. Yes, he was inconsistent in the playoffs, but this was a great learning experience. I mean, it's a heck of a learning experience because it ended with a NBA title. And so you bring back, then you have the James Wiseman's coming, you know, coming back after not playing this season. The core pieces, a piece that we have not talked about that leads them. Steve Kerr has done an incredible job from a head coaching standpoint. His mm-hmm. even kill demeanor keeps this group together they don't let them wilt at the moment they continue to compete 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 he's going to have to replace some assistant coaches in Kenny Atkinson and Mike Brown but this won't be the first time that Steve Kerr has lost assistant coaches to be head coaches elsewhere all they do is like they like to say Steve Kerr is not chasing them he replaces them and his ability to coach and deal with adversity it, it should not go unnoticed because he does an incredible job with that, and he'll have them ready to roll again next season. One thing to keep an eye on if you're a Warriors fan. who Now, listen, the Warriors are 5-1 to one to win the 2023 NBA title at Caesar Sportsbook. They're ahead of Boston. Uh, they're ahead of the Nets, actually. The Nets are also uh, among the, the title favorites. But those are the best or shortest odds for next season. I want to read off some ages here. Steph's 34. Draymond's 32. Clay's 32. I think we're going to see a much better Clay Thompson. I think you always want to be the guy, you know, you want to have the guy on your roster who's a full season removed from the ACL tear. So next season, of you know, maybe not a full 80 games. I don't think anybody does that anymore. But if you get 65 games out of Clay, I think they're going to be old Clay games, right? I think Draymond's just old, man. 
I, I think I, I, I think we've seen, and I, he is competitive as, as as all get out, and he can be a force. He can be productive, but I think he's more he's leaning into. He's at the cliff, looking out into the Andre Iguodala phase of his career. He's not quite there yet. You know what I mean? He's not quite going to be a five to, to nine minute guy a night. He'll still get minutes. He'll still be productive. But the idea of him dropping twenty in a playoff game, I think those years oh, are God, no, behind him. No, no. Uh, I need I need to hear um, I need to check out Draymond Green's uh, final his next podcast off of that because I can imagine the amount of trash talking he's going to do because people were roasting him yeah and questioning where his head was at at the start of the series was it more was it focused more on the podcast or more helping the Warriors win games so as the kids like to say mm-hmm. I bet you his podcast is going to be lit this time Randy uh-huh. it's, go- it's going to be on fire ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance you can tune into an AL battle Sunday as the Astros host the White Sox coverage of Sunday night baseball begins at 6 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app and at 7 p.m. on ESPN and we've got more calls on how high Steph jumps up we'll get we'll take it from the macro of the Warriors to the micro of the NBA Finals MVP how high does Steph climb in the all-time player rankings it's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Andy and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and, and Sirius XM Channel 80. Uh, Mike Wells, Randy Scott, in for the guys. I want to talk about, Mike, a, uh, a fellow you know Disney cast member at, at one time. Uh, let's talk about Sue Bird and uh, her announcing her retirement. And, man, what a run. I mean, you go from the UConn years, and I mean like the don't lose a game in multiple season UConn years, you know, the battle it out with Tennessee UConn years. You go from a UConn run in the WNBA and Olympic basketball and I don't. I, I don't know that there is someone out there uh, who has quite the resume that she does, but also the social impact and someone who's leaned in in later years in her career, recent years, um, as her own life has evolved. Right, her uh, marriage with Megan Rapino, uh, the U.S. Women's National Team soccer star, and just the impact that has culturally and how she's resonated and taken on social issues, uh, especially after the summer of uh, well, with the summer and the police-involved killing of, of George Floyd, just leaned into things that are certainly outside of a lot of athletes' comfort zones and embraced things and spoken up for people and used 
her platform. She's a 12-time All-Star. She's a WNBA champion, obviously a college national champion. So it really does feel like a close of not just a chapter, but like a whole book, right, when she calls it a career here, announcing that this is her final season. Yeah. Um, you know what's funny? I am a my, – my 12-year-old daughter is a basketball – she's a basketball junkie, so – I have probably watched, you know, way, you know, I'll probably watch so much women's basketball for, at every level over the past five years than I did the previous 10 years combined. And, you know, you think of UConn women's basketball, you think of the Rebecca Lobos, you think of the Sue Birds, you think of Diana Taurasi, you know, the Maya Moore. So this goes on and on. And what impressed me the most is, I mean, Sue Bird is not, not only what she's done off the basketball court, 41 years old, Randy. Yeah, and she yeah. looks like she could continue playing several more seasons. You know, the Olympic gold medals with Team USA, the titles with the Seattle Storm, the titles, the titles with the Yukon Huskies. Diane, I mean, excuse me, Sue Bird simply is she's just a flat out winner on the basketball court and off of the basketball court. And, you know, I think everybody can agree we'll all miss her from the women's basketball side of things. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm excited to see what she does now. You know, I, I got to do a summer of uh, WNBA pre- and post-game and halftime shows with her, um, man, about nine years ago now. Uh, man, was it 2013? And she's just so conversational, down-to-earth, comfortable in her own skin, and that's only something that's Im- Im- improved, quite frankly, in terms of a broadcasting element. Her second screen stuff that she's done for ESPN with Diana Taurasi and some other players has just been tremendous. So the future's so bright for her. This is only the beginning for her, and I'm excited to see what, you know, personally and professionally, what the next chapter of her life holds. Uh, listen, Canty and Carlin's going to roll on. It's Mike Wells, Randy Scott, in for the guys. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. They do have four championships. They have the pieces to get a fifth and a sixth. Not four, not five, not six, not seven. I mean, who knows, man? Maybe LeBron was just off by about 3,000 miles. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. It's Mike Wells and Randy Scott in for the guys here on ESPN Radio, which is presented by Progressive Insurance. And a reminder, for more reaction to the Warriors' fourth title, you can listen to KJM weekdays, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern, on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. Uh, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. That's a call-in line. Uh, we're talking about the Warriors and where this title ranks uh, among the the four that the Golden State has ripped off in the last eight seasons. Talk about Steph Curry's place in the all-time rankings. We're taking your calls. We've had one call from Vegas already. Let's get to another. Wyatt is in Vegas. And he's talking about Steph Curry and finding uh, an NBA sort of historical comp here. What's up, Wyatt? Hey, how you? Oh. Can you hear me? I can hear you now, man. Go ahead. We'll give you another shot. Okay, sorry about that. So what I'm saying, I think Stephen Curry's one. He, he's a great basketball player. There's no doubt about it. But you don't take Steph Curry and put him on different team, a different team, and they do the same thing. He's not a Kobe. He's not a LeBron. He's it's just it's not there. He's a great shooter. I I really put him on a on the list with uh, like Ray Allen, a very good skilled basketball player with a great shot that's going to take him very far in this league. Mm-hmm. But you can't you can't take Kobe off a list for Stephen Curry. That's insane. I mean, Kobe was uh, he was a monster, and Kobe on both ends of the floor was just out of control. That's that's just my take on it. And the the Warriors they remind me a lot like you know, San Antonio Spurs that were they're they're a team that learned to love each other, learned how to really play together, and just forced to be reckoned with with good coaching and everything. So that's that's where my stand on it. Thank you guys. 
I listen. I'll listen to the fact that uh, that Kobe Bryant was a rabid defender after several seasons of his NBA career. Like he didn't come he didn't come into the league as a dialed in defender. All right, he came in as an air ball specialist in the postseason against the Jazz. <laughs> so, but he was also a teenager. He was also a teenager, and he and like Kobe's Kobe's drive. Kobe Kobe is on a Michael Jordan level. Michael Jordan, Bill Russell, Kobe Bryant, maybe Tim Duncan, maybe. Kobe, I think, had more of a killer instinct than Duncan did. But, that, I mean, that's the list. That Those are the three. Even more than LeBron, Kobe Bryant was a killer. Kobe Bryant wanted to wrap it up, and he was willing to do whatever it took. So in terms of the intangible element, Kobe Bryant is in that legit conversation with being just a rabid assassin at an NBA Finals level. I will hear that, and I will agree. It's not even an argument. I'll agree with that. You, you got it. But that's what makes this best player argument so fascinating. Everybody has different criteria. I put a little weight into the impact that, that, that Steph Curry has had culturally within the NBA in terms of how the game is played. Offenses are forever changed. There are entire analytic arguments that are made now, analytic staffs on teams because of Steph Curry, because of what Golden State did. Kobe Bryant didn't do that. That's fine. Bill Russell huh. didn't do it either. You want me to kick out Bill Russell? Okay, but he's got 11 rings. You know what I mean? So it is a t- it's a very tough argument, but I think Steph belongs in the top 10, and it's a matter of who you remove from that equation. And to me, Kobe Bryant's the piece that lifts out the easiest. So here, here's my question, Randy. You know, we've had some very intelligent callers, uh, <laughs> mainly because they're on you know, Team Mike right now. So these callers, <laughs> as, as you have listened to them, have they caused you to second-guess your thoughts on Kobe in the top 10, or you or your feet – you know, in cement, and where there's no moving you off of that, off of that thought process. All right, let me let me go through the top ten on this NBA list. We have another call, man. We have other calls here. All right, so Michael Jordan one, LeBron two, Kareem three, Magic Johnson four, Wilt Chamberlain five, Russell six, Bird seven, Tim Duncan eight, Oscar Robertson, Oscar Robertson nine, and Kobe Bryant ten. All right, then you got Shaq at eleven, Durant at twelve. Durant's too high. Durant's too high. He joined. He joined a seventy-three win team. He won a couple of titles. Durant's too high. Kobe Ooh. Bryant. Kobe Bryant to me is the right now, at least according to that NBA, that ESPN list, is the he's the gatekeeper at number ten. I think Steph comes in. I think Steph winning one without Durant. I think Steph winning one where he's definitively the best player on that. He's the reason they won. He didn't have even his quote unquote down game in this NBA Finals. Like he was contributing another way. Like. It wasn't Kobe in the 04 finals. Look up those stats, by the way. Look up, look up you know, Kobe Bryant against the, that, that Pistons team, which was a defensive wagon, and there's no shame in struggling against that defense. But, like, th- this is not an unassailable argument here. And I don't know, man. Do you wanna, who do you want to drop at? Oscar, do you want to drop Oscar Robertson? Maybe we do that. Well, I'm not, put, I'm not putting Steph in the top ten yet. There's no – okay, so are your feet in cement about putting Steph into the top ten? You're just up yeah, firmly yeah, on the no yeah. side? Steph's great, but I'm not putting him in the top ten. I'm, I'm, I'm. There, there's no, there's no budget, budget my big behind out of the way. We, 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 we stuck there, Randy. All right, all right. I don't know about, I don't know about Marcus in South Dakota. I don't know if his feet are firmly entrenched, but he has an idea, and it seems generational. Marcus, you're on ESPN Radio. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on? All right, so a lot to unpack here. Um, this is going to sound sacrilegious, so bear with me. Go on. But the two people that you got to – go ahead, you hear me? Yeah, I'm saying go on. Come on with it. Oh, yeah. So the two people that you got to kick out, they're going to be Wilt. And it's really three people that's going into – I don't know who the gatekeeper is, maybe Nate Smith, 
He's calling three people into the principal's office. Okay, it's going to be Wilt. It's going to be Russell. Okay, and it's going to be Dream. And I'm from the H originally, so it hurts me to say Dream. Okay, but Dream and Wilt both only have two championships. Sorry, you got to go. You know, uh, you uh-huh. offer with all of the stats that Wilt have, he's great. But we're not looking at players on individual talent because then you have people like Tracy McGrady or, you know, Iverson, all of these people with, whose skill level, like, surpass everyone's else, everyone else's. You have people, you know, list goes on. Okay, we're not looking at that. We got to look at stats. Two championships, you got to go. Russell, for all of the rings, you're averaging 17 and 14 or 13 or whatever that was. I, I can't remember stats. I know he's averaging under 20 points a game, uh, somewhere around 13, 14 uh, rebounds a game. Uh, great leader, all of the intangibles, yes, but there's no one else in the top 50 that's averaging under 20 points a game. Okay, so he's got to go. And uh-huh. they were only – and Wilton and Russell both were playing against 12, we got, was 12 13 teams in the league at the time. We got 15, so, sorry, we got 15, go. we got 15 seconds. Okay, okay. And then the last thing is Kobe is cemented. Oscar, I'm sorry he's got to go. Shaq's in there. Uh, Kobe's top five to me. I'm a Kobe guy, so I die. Yeah. That's all. That's I, all I got. I feel like Shaq should be in there too. The Shaq element of this is really interesting as well. Appreciate the call, man. We got others. We got Roland in Arkansas, Mike in Arizona, Gary in Ohio. Gary's Gary's talking. Wow, rough day for the Celtics, according to Gary, who wants Larry Bird out of there. Hang tight. We'll get to you. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio.